Hello and welcome to the Who is the Saboteur podcast. When things go wrong in your life, do you blame other people, fate or the world? The biggest force that sabotages your life is inside of you. It's your own unconscious. I'm Dr. Mike Drayton. I'm an organisational consultant, executive coach and clinical psychologist. And I'll be taking a deep dive beneath the surface of your day-to-day life. This episode is about resilience and why being resilient can often be a bad thing. On the 26th of March 2016, the boxer Nick Blackwell fought Chris Eubank Jr. at Wembley Stadium. It was a tough fight and by the sixth round Eubank was clearly winning but Blackwell always came back for more. No matter how much pressure he was under, he stood there and took it and did his best to fight back. He was the embodiment of resilience. After 10 rounds in the ring, Blackwell had a closed left eye and blood was pouring from his nose. The match was stopped by the referee. Blackwell was taken to hospital on a stretcher while receiving oxygen. He'd suffered a brain bleed. Blackwell was astounding in his courage and resilience. But the problem with resilience is that you can only go on for so long before the punches get to you and you collapse. It's the same in life, particularly at work. The person, the team and the whole organisation can only tolerate stress for so long until that final punch gets them. Resilience will eventually turn into fragility. Personal resilience, the ability to bounce back from adversity, is often put forward as being the answer and antidote to stress. But while it's generally a good thing to be resilient, it can also get you into a lot of trouble and in fact can be counterproductive, as it was for Nick Blackwell. This is one of the arguments put forward by Nassim Nicholas Taleb in his book Anti-Fragile. When we think of resilience, we tend to think of two extremes. At one end, things are fragile, like a china teacup. At the other end, things are resilient or robust, like a hammer. Fragile things break easily when exposed to stress, but robust or resilient things can stand up to stress and not change. In other words, people who are fragile are susceptible to stress, whereas people who are resilient are less prone to stress. However, according to Taleb, things are not quite so simple. Taleb argues that the real opposite of fragile isn't robustness or resilience, but something he calls anti-fragile. Antifragile is very different from resilience because people, objects or systems that are antifragile actually get stronger when exposed to external stress, whereas resilient things stay the same and fragile things just break. Most things in nature are antifragile, the best example being your own body. If you expose your body to physical stress by exercising, you'll get stronger. Expose your immune system to stress by taking a vaccine and your immune system gets stronger. However, in order to benefit from stress, to become anti-fragile, the stress has to be interspersed with rest and recovery periods. For example, training for a marathon isn't just a matter of running long distances every day. Most marathon training plans mix short runs with long runs, all of which are broken up by rest days which allow the body to recover. 
If the runner were to run incessantly without breaks, they would get injured and never make it to marathon day. This is a great metaphor for many people's working lives. They work long hours, miss coffee and lunch breaks, and sometimes work weekends. It's hardly surprising that many people suffer with stress and may even burn out. If you want to avoid stress, you could do a lot worse than organise your life to become more anti-fragile. Here are some ideas about how you might do this. First of all, develop your awareness. A property of anti-fragile is the ability to react and adapt quickly to your environment. To be able to do this, you first of all have to be aware of what's going on around you. So, you should try to become more aware of yourself, other people and your environment. Everyone today is under tremendous pressure to do their best. It's really easy to get caught up in the hamster wheel of life, simply reacting to whatever is going on around you. So, I'd like you to pause, take a breath and reflect on these three things that you can do to make yourself more anti-fragile. First of all, and you've probably guessed this, build more recovery time into your day. Growth from external stress happens during recovery time, not when you're under stress. If you know about exercise, you'll already know this. If you do weight training, the muscles get stronger in the period between training, not when you're training itself. So by all means, work incredibly hard when you're at work. But make sure you have some time to recover, rest and reflect on life. This brings me on to the second thing you can do that might help. Rather than just carry on doing things as you've always done them, think about how you can make the task a bit easier. The problem sometimes is, is that when we're stressed we become very reactive and just get sucked into repeating things that often are not that helpful. So the idea is to try and adapt your way of reacting to a situation rather than just keep on doing what you've always done and taking the punches. Finally, if you're doing something that you know is causing you harm, stop doing it. You might be drinking too much, you might have friends who are very negative and make you feel bad or you might be in a job that makes you miserable. Don't make life any harder than it is. Stop doing the things that are harming you, and if you can't do it yourself, get some help. If your life feels like a boxing match and you're being repeatedly punched, you might not be able to control those punches, but you can control how you respond to them. Get out of the ring and think about how to react differently. If Nick Blackwell had done this, he might still be fighting today. Thanks for listening and join me again soon 